Hey, Brandy. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being on. It's been, you know, I know it's been a while since we first initially talked about all this, but I'm so glad that we are finally able to connect and, and talk about you. For sure. It'll be fun. Yeah. So, so tell me, I mean, this is what this is, right? This is all about you. So <laughs> um, tell us all, tell us all about you, who you are, where you've come from, how you got started. And um, <clears throat> I'll interject, excuse me, along the way. All righty. Well, my name is Brandy Balin. I've been singing as long as I can remember, playing guitar for about 10 years. Um, I grew up watching my grandpa and uncles play in their band called Wild Card. So I grew up falling asleep on dance hall tables. Um, back then, I wasn't sure that this is what I'd be doing, but here I am and I'm loving it. <laughs> that, <clears throat> that's awesome. Um, so where did, where are you from originally? I'm from Cost, Texas. It's just the boondocks of Gonzales, Texas. Um, so yeah, very small town. And are you still there in that area? No, but I visit a lot. I'm in um, Bastrop area now, which is a little bit south of Austin. Okay. And how has that affected your musical career at the, to this point? Um, well, I'm always on the road anyway, so I always see a lot of different places and meet a lot of different people. So it's definitely helped, you know, going up and down the road. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Um, so with the way you're doing things and your sound and all that, you know, you are, you know, let, let's not, you know, cross, let's not cross too many things off the list, but you are Texas country music. Oh yeah. That's, that's what uh, I'm shooting for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, did the did the whole trying to do the Nashville scene ever cross your mind? Did you ever do it? Did you ever think about doing it? Well, um, I recorded my EP in Nashville, and I was very grateful to do that because, I mean, I mean that's all they do up there, you know. But yeah. as far as like living up there and trying it out there, it never really crossed my mind. I, I just don't see myself being anywhere but Texas. <laughs> I feel like they appreciate country music even more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny because I, I feel the same way. Like I love, you know, I love all the artists that I've talked to that are in Nashville and, mm -hmm. and all that, but there's, you know, doing this podcast, I've really got, I've really gotten sucked into the Texas country, the red dirt scene. You know, there's just, there's something about it that, you know, just feels more authentic. For sure. I mean, we're all supporting each other. It's not a competition from what I've seen. Um, we're just all very supportive of each other. So what, you know, you being in it, how, why, why is the Texas red dirt country scene? Why is it so different? You know, maybe because there's, isn't as much competition. Um, I don't know, just Texas hospitality, I guess, but I'm very grateful for it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so, Talk to us about the red dirt scene in Texas. Well, um, we just do what we do. Um, try to push our music to Texas radio, play venues that we haven't played before, meet new people, travel new places, and just try to get as much people to hear our music as we can. Is it easy being in Texas to do that? Yeah. Um, venues are very open to live music. It's just what we do down here. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm curious on why it is, why is it that the Texas scene 
and you know the independent up-and-coming artists and all that that you know may may or may not have a label behind them how how and why is it that you know even you know what would be a small artist you know really on the national level gets so much attention in texas Mm, that's a good question um can you repeat that (laughs) sure um i I mean i guess more or less uh, how is it that how or why is it texas radio um is more willing and open to take a chance on independent um artists that don't you know necessarily may have a major label behind them Right, right. I think it's just because we make our own rules and our own music. We don't have somebody telling us, hey, you're going to do this and that. So everybody has their own thing. So they're very open to hearing everybody. Yeah. So is it easier to get on the radio down there? I mean, obviously, it sounds like it. Because up here, you know, in the Northeast, it's you have to have a major label behind you or you're not even considered. Right. It is some work down here, but once you make a name for yourself and you put in the hard work, um, they're very open to have you. Yeah. Now, when you're touring, do you tour just in the Texas, Oklahoma area or are you do you branch out and try to cover a little more ground? Right now, I'm more Texas, Oklahoma, you know, neighboring states, but I'm very open to traveling even further. Yeah. Now, do you have... Do you have a like a a following, like a crowd that you know you know if you go to Austin tonight and Dallas tomorrow, you're gonna see the same kind of people? Yes, and I love yeah. it. I'm grateful. <laughs> That's awesome. That's incredible. That's incredible. So, how long have you been doing this? You know, professionally. Oh, let's see. Right out of high school, so mm, probably twelve years. Oh wow! Wow. Mm-hmm. When did you start writing? I started writing in high school, so probably about 12 years ago as well. How did you how did you discover that you were good at it? Honestly, I think it's because um, I did like UIL poetry and stuff. And so I always okay. loved that side of things. And then so I started writing poems first and then it escalated to songs. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Do you have somebody you write with? Yeah, um, my buddy Paul Perez, uh, my buddy Cody Owens. It just depends on what kind of song we're writing, and we all have our own taste and styles. So, just depends. Mm, yeah. Now, when when you're writing your songs, what are you leaning on to do so? Are you are your songs autobiograph autobiographical? Are they just you know just ideas? Are they a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of everything. Um, a lot of people can just sit down and write a song on what they're thinking, but I have to feel pretty inspired. So when you hear something from me, it's authentic. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, so with the, with the music you have out and the success that you've had, um, what, what is your plan? Do you have a long-term plan? Do you, are you just taking it as it comes? Well, my main goal is, you know, just making a living just off of music yeah. uh, and just doing what I love, paying my bills that way and, you know, just getting more exposure to other states and beyond with my music. Yeah. Now, could you could you stay in Texas and do that and, and be, you know, everything you everything you're hoping for? 
Oh, yeah, I think so. It, with social media nowadays and just word of mouth, it's definitely possible. Yeah. Now, when you when you tour and you do your thing, do you try to do it all yourself? Are you trying to, you know, headline places by yourself? Are you, you know, still in the process of attaching yourself to a bigger uh, red dirt Texas artist or is it a combination of everything? I'd say it's a combination of everything. Um, right now, I don't have any kind of team or anything. So I handle all my websites and my booking, things like that. Um, maybe right. down the road, I'll be able to you know, hire some people, but right now I'm handling it all pretty okay. I think. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're doing great. I mean, your following your, your is incredible. Um, you know, your songs are incredible. Thank um, you. You know, we've featured you on the, on the, uh, webs on the website, on the Instagram today. Um, and you know, there's a lot of great feedback, you know, Yay. I've gotten in, even in just a couple of hours since I've posted it. Um, what do you what do you think it is about you that attracts people to your your sound and your talent? Oh man. I guess I'm just gonna go back to the all this authenticity thing. Um, just because I am independent, I don't have a label telling me what I'm gonna sing, what I'm gonna write, things like that. So I would just say authenticity. Yeah, no, and it and it really is, you know, it it's there's something about the way you sing these songs that are very authentic, you know, not, not to like reiterate, but right. You know, you know, a song like, like we featured today and I wish he'd been drinking whiskey. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I bet there's a million people out there that, you know, listen to that song and it's like, you know, it hits home. Right. And it was crazy because all the other songs I've released, especially to Texas radio have been a totally different side of side of me. So like it was fun and upbeat and spunky. So I was kind of nervous to release this one just because it's something that radio hadn't heard of me, heard from me yet, but um, it's turning out well. So I'm grateful for that. So where does that song come from? That song? I honestly didn't even write that one. That was pitched from my producer when I was recording my album, I needed some more slower songs. And um, I'm not going to record anything if it's not something I can relate to, because if you don't feel it, who else is going to feel it? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, um, yeah, that song was pitched to me and then Terry Clark had cut it in the early 2000s. So there's her version out there, too. But I just always love that song and connected to it. So I wanted to put my version out. Yeah, no, I mean, it's great. You know, it's it's very, you know. For anybody that doesn't know, right, you would never know it's not your song. I'm sorry, I lost you for a second. Sorry, I was I was just saying, like, you would never know that, you know, that isn't, you know, an original to you song because of how how authentic it sounds from I, you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Sure. So out of out of the things you've released to the public so far, do you have favorites? Oh man. I would probably have to say daddy's money just because on a sentimental level, it was the first song ever released and um, to radio, to Spotify, everything like that. So I would have to say that, but musically I feel a heartache coming on off of my EP um, just because I'm grew up listening to that traditional country, you know, Merle Haggard, Loretta Lynn, and that song portrays 
that kind of country music that I want to do for the rest of my life. So I'd have to say that, that song. There. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so going back to, you know, the autobiograph autobiographical, I'm going to screw that up now forever. <laughs> um, how does daddy's money fit with you? Um, I honestly wrote that song with my buddy, Paul Perez, right before I cut my record in Nashville because I needed more original songs. So I called Paul up and I was like, hey, I leave for Nashville in the morning. I got to finish this song because I want to put it on the record because I had half a song and I knew Paul would be the right person to help me finish it. So we went to the bar, had a few beers and finished it. And then I was in the studio recording it the next day. <laughs> That's awesome. Is it about somebody in particular, particular, you know? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Won't say names, but she actually ended up hearing that song on the radio and <laughs> She wasn't very happy about it, but moral of the story is don't make me mad and I won't write a bad song about you. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, So this year you've also released Gypsy. Yes. Um, Talk talk to me a little bit about that. That's honestly the only song I've ever written by myself. All the other songs have been co-writes. So that one's also very special to me. Um, It's just... Honestly, a story of my life. I wrote that song right after I told my mom I wanted to, quote unquote, take a break from college and do the music thing. (laughs) I haven't gone back yet because thankfully the music thing has been working out great. But who's to say I won't go back? I mean, you never know what's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you know, if if you're if you're killing with what you're doing, you know, there's no reason to look back. Right. Right. I mean, at this point, you know, your your career is really taken off and it's just, it's doing well. So thank you. You're welcome. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's so many songs that you go through, right? Um, I wanted to ask now that, now that I know that a lot of these are autobiographical, mm-hmm. see, I didn't screw it up this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is Rodeo Man about? Oh, man. I wrote that song. I mean, I grew up rodeoing myself. So um, the rodeo life was just a way of life for me. So, um, But that song in particular is about um, an ex-boyfriend of mine that I had dated and just talking about how hard it is to love a rodeo man. And Waylon said it best, you know, if cowboys ain't easy to love and they're harder to hold. So that was a big inspiration for that song. (laughs) Yeah. Now, now, when you say you grew up in the rodeo, what, you know, for, for people that don't live that lifestyle, what does that mean? Right. So um, I'm sure they know what rodeo is, but I did events like barrel racing and pole bending. Um, so you get on a horse and you just try to have the fastest time in those events. There's all kinds of events in rodeo. So yeah, I did that for probably 14 years. And then I picked up a guitar. Unfortunately, I couldn't do both because rodeos are on weekends. Live music is on weekends, but um, I still try to saddle up my horse as much as I can. It's just not as much as I used to. (laughs) Yeah. Now, let me, let me ask you, is it, is, is that rodeo ranch life? Like we see it on TV? Uh, It depends on what you're watching. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like Yellowstone or anything like that. (laughs) Um, so, yeah, I mean, it just... Is it less exciting, I guess you could say? Yes, it's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, is there anything that's similar? I mean, like I said, depending on what you're watching, I don't know. Okay. I mean, fair enough. You know, I yeah, guess there's, just... <laughs> there's, 
there's all kinds of aspects to it, right? I'm sure. Right. Yes. Um, now, you know, it's interesting hearing you say that you lived the rodeo lifestyle and that, mm-hmm. you know, you loved it. You know, do you ever, do you ever think to, you know, put the guitar down and go back to that? Oh man, part of me wants to just because <laughs> what I grew up doing, but music is my passion and where my heart is at. And I don't ever see that changing. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I'm, I can't imagine that, that balance of trying to choose one love over another. Right. Um, you know, so do your parents do the rodeo thing still, or is that just something you did? Oh, no. Um, my dad ropes as, um, not as much as he used to, obviously. And my brother is a ranch hand. So that side of the family is pretty much all rodeo. Now, did you guys have, did, did your parents have a ranch? Yeah, well, I grew up on a farm out in Cost. Um, my family actually raises chickens, so we started nice. doing that. And then um, horses and cattle have been in my family for years as well. So, yeah. just always something out there. Is that is that kind of how it is out there in Texas, where if, like, you don't, you know, if you're not, you know, close to a city or a major city and, you know, that is the the lifestyle and that is the form of income and, and everything that goes with it. Yeah. I mean, any kind of agricultural way of life. Yeah. Yeah. So is that, what is, what was that like growing up? Like, how does, how did that whole thing um, ultimately shape who you are and the songs you write? I think it's just, Huh. Well, let me think on that one. (laughs) Um, I mean, I just did my thing growing up and it kept me humble and to this day to my roots. Yeah. Yeah. No. So. Yeah. No. And I mean, again, I'm going back to the authenticity and it's, you know, you you can definitely hear in your voice and in your songs, you know, the passion and what these songs mean to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so I got a few things for you here left. Um, you know, when you're, when you're thinking about your next projects, mm-hmm. right. What does that look like for you? I know the EP is relatively new and, all that sort of thing. But what is the, what is the plan going forward when it comes to releasing songs for you? Right. I'm always trying to think ahead just so I can get all my ducks in a row, you know, cause yeah. it's a lot of work to be honest with you. So um, I just try to line everything up, like what songs I want to release. If I want to do singles or albums or like a Christmas album is in the works right now. So like, that's on my list of things to do. Just make sure I have everything in a row for that. But just try to stay as organized as possible, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because I know a lot of artists will release a single and then, you know, however many weeks later release a single. Is that is that? Do you like that style or do you prefer to put a, put a cluster out together? Honestly, the single by single is becoming more and more popular just because a lot of people, sadly, don't even listen to CDs or radio anymore as much. It's all streaming and things like that. So a lot of people will do single by single just to give the attention just on that one song versus a whole album. So, yeah. I, I mean, it's just a preference, I guess. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, now, my last couple of things for you, 
um, here is seeing we are the Boots and Whiskey podcast. What are your boots and what is your whiskey or bourbon of choice? Oh, man, I have so many boots, but my favorite are the riding boots I've had for over 10 years just because they're already worn in and um, I've ridden a lot of horses on them. So um, those Ariats are close to my heart. And then whiskey of choice. I'm not picky, but I do love some Crown Royal. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. You're the first person I think I've had to say Crown as their first choice. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, usually it's, you know, the Jacks or the Woodfords or the Buffalo <laughs> Traces of the world. So it's it's nice to hear something different. Right. Well, like I said, I'm not picky. I'll drink whatever. <laughs> Crown Royal is always coming out with different flavors. You know, they have the original, the maple, the peach, the apple. There's so the possibilities are endless. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favorite flavor of Crown? Um, I love the Crown Apple with Sprite. It tastes amazing. But like in the cooler months, I love the salted caramel with Sprite as well. Okay. Soda. So you'll have to give that a go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, is there any like hidden gems when it comes to bourbon? or whiskey um, out of Texas that, that you know of? Yeah. Um, there's a distillery called Rebecca Creek Distillery in San Antonio, Texas, that they make their own whiskey and even vodka. But um, I play out there, and they do everything all right there. And I just love their taste as well. So I'll have to send you some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would I would love some. Um, well, you know, thank you so much for being on. You know, it, it's great to hear from you and hear what you've been doing and how you've been doing and how you've gotten to where you are. And, you know, I I look forward to seeing you progress and, and do more. And whenever you want to, you know, push anything, just let me know. And if there's anything big and you want to come on and talk about it again, you know, please, by all means, be I'd be happy to have you. I would love that. Seriously, thank you so much for having me and happy holidays. Oh, of course. Same to you. I hope I hope you and yours enjoy yourselves as well. Thank you so much. Thanks, Brandy. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. And now after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. And it left the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Trap, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, so. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. <laughs> Over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying you set my country music award on fire? The music, nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. Mr. Swimming with Bow-Legged Women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well... My advice to you... Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? <laughs> I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days these boots
Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, I am Jim. I am your host. Thank you all so much for being here. I hope you have had a wonderful Christmas. Um, It is now Sunday, the day after Christmas, December 26th. So thank you for tuning in. Um, It it means so much to me that y'all are here. Um, Today we have Brandy Balin. Um, on the show, what a great artist she is. Um, she's, you know, relatively new to the dirt road, the dirt road, the <laughs> dirt scene. Um, but I think she's going to be going places. You know, I think she has the reach to get to so many more people than just that Texas, Oklahoma um, area. I think she's going to really be a force in the music world in the next couple of years. Um, it was a lot of fun talking to her. Um, we uh, we talked about a lot of things, and I think we could have talked about a lot more. So I look forward to speaking with her again in the near future. Um, so without further ado, you know, as always, thank you to Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company, Rowdy Roads, American Grit and Grace. Um, Afterglow Boutique, thank you all so much. Um, again, I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas. I hope you're enjoying your time with your families. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you on the other side. But without further ado, here's my conversation with Brandy. Well, there you have it, everyone, my conversation with Brandy. What a sweetheart. Um, you know, I really look forward to, like I said at the top of the show, talking to her again. Um, just so everybody knows, you know, we have some great things coming. Um, I did talk about seasons and season two and all this stuff, and that is still the process, right? We're still going to do some seasons. Um, after the first of the year here, Saturday, January 1st, I'm going to release the last episode of season one. Um, just so you know, and then there's going to be a week or two where there's nothing, and then there's going to be a special episode that you're not going to want to miss. Um, and then we're going to start recording season two, uh, I think January 10th. Um, I am going to, I do have a couple of episodes that are not going to be part of season one or season two. They're just going to be put out there. Um, you know, they'll probably be like season one extended. Um, not that they weren't good episodes, because they were. They're absolutely fantastic episodes. It's just the way the schedule's working out, okay? Um, you know, and I've told those artists that, and that's it. That's, you know, everybody's happy. <laughs> um, so thank you again, Brandy, for your time. Uh, thank you, everybody, for sticking with us and checking it out. Um, I'm hoping season two and beyond um, is exactly what you were you're hoping for. Um, I am going to tell you this, that I don't think there's going to be a season, per se, breakdown after season two. I think we're just going to release and not worry about the seasons. Or at least I'm not going to make a big deal about the seasons. Um, I'll probably break them down as season to season, just for um, 
logistical purposes. But other than that, I think we're just going to keep keep rolling. Um, if anything major changes, then yeah, maybe we'll do a, a big season thing. But, you know, for the time being, I think we're not going to emphasize the seasons. Um, but that could all change. Who knows? You know, I'm going to kind of go based on what everybody else is thinking and what they like, you know, because I'm here for you guys. Um, again, I can't thank you enough for the support um, from everything, really. Instagram, Facebook, um, the Twitter we've gotten rid of. Um, I mean, it's still out there, but we're not posting much on that because there was a lot of issues there. Um, TikTok, thank you. We're going to keep doing that because that's killing. Um, you know, and if something happens and Twitter comes surging back, we'll do that. Um, so until then, I hope you had a wonderful Christmas again. Thank you all so much. Um, I hope you enjoy your New Year's plans. Um, that's rapidly approaching. We'll have an episode released tomorrow. We'll have an episode released on New Year's Eve, I think. Maybe. I'm not sure. And definitely New Year's Day, our last episode of the year uh, or the season. So again, thank you all so much. Until next time, keep your boots on the ground. Keep the whiskey in the glass. Cheers, everyone. Good night.